Welcome to Chronicles of a Hostelite. This podcast is for anyone obsessed with full-time traveling. Michaela and guests will share travel stories, destination recaps, and the ins and outs of backpacker culture. Most importantly, there will be real talk on what it's actually like solo traveling as a female, living out of a backpack for an extended period of time, and working different jobs all over the world. Listen along. Welcome back. Thanks for joining again. It's just me, Michaela, today. I'm going to do a quick little solo episode on full-time traveling. And I want to talk today about how I became a full-time traveler, how you can become a full-time traveler, and just a bunch of other random details on full-time traveling that will hopefully be helpful if this is something that you're interested in getting into. Um, and just also to maybe inspire some people if they've never thought about it or realized that it's an option for them as well. So what is full-time traveling? Um, I don't know if there's like an exact definition, but to me, it's just someone who's transient, someone who is constantly on the go, moving from place to place. Um, as it's described, they're just traveling full-time and they don't have a permanent home. They're not living in one place. Um... To me, full-time traveling is more of just a lifestyle. It's a different way of living that um, maybe most people aren't very used to. I think in our society, obviously, it's very normal to just stay in one place for a lot of reasons. Um, I understand it. And that's just kind of what we're expected to do once, you know, we grow up and you work on your career in one city maybe, and then you have all your friends in one place, your relationships, you raise a family in one place. That's just like more of the norm. Um, But full-time traveling has been a thing, obviously, since the beginning of time, like so many nomads out there. And to me it just means you're doing the same stuff as everyone else in like a stereotypical kind of life but instead of doing it in one place you're just doing it from different places so you still can have a career relationships everything but you're just traveling full-time while while doing those other basic life things um i've met people who have been doing this for like six plus years i think the person who would who's doing it the longest i met that at least mentioned it to me was six years, although I could have met people who have been doing it longer. Um, And it's just amazing meeting people while I'm traveling that I've been doing this for so long. And I'm like, where have I been? Like, I've only been doing it for a year now. And that's just so amazing that people have been doing this for so long. I think also since COVID, it's just become even more popular because most people started their remote jobs during COVID maybe, um, and they had leases in big cities, but then ended their leases and realized they could travel while working. Another thing I just want to mention is I don't necessarily think there's any rules to consider like what is full-time traveling. I know if you Google it, a lot of people will say like you can't be in one place for more than three months or yada, yada, yada. To me, I don't really like those strict rules. I think it can look a lot of different ways and it looks different for everyone. So how is full-time traveling different from just your normal backpacking and taking, you know, like 
a, a three-month trip and just that one trip. So I get asked all the time, like, how I fund my travels. People just don't really understand what I do and think I'm, like, constantly on vacation. And don't get me wrong, like, I still do the same things as normal backpackers. Like, I'm still staying in hostels and partying and doing all the things normal travelers do. But the only difference is that I have to wake up the next morning and, and work. So... I don't know, it's obviously going to be different for everyone, but regardless of what it looks like, the idea is that you have to find ways to sustain it. So you're supporting yourself while you're traveling so that you can continue doing it longer. Um, that's the whole idea and that's how it's mainly different. So you're not going on like a two week trip where you can kind of just like recklessly spend however much you want because you know you're going to return home, start a new job or go back to school or whatever it is. But with full-time traveling, you have to be a little bit more responsible knowing that you're you're continuing on. It's just your how you're living. It also I think requires a little bit more like initial prep and planning because a lot more goes into it before you actually leave kind of figuring out how you want to do it, how you're going to be sustaining your traveling. And then of course you might have more of a routine while you're traveling than a normal backpacker. You have to like try to stay somewhat healthy and like keep a normal life routine, which can be hard. <laughs> so a few reasons why I love full-time traveling and I kind of just want to touch on this to maybe like hopefully inspire some people if they're interested in this kind of path of their life. Um, the first one and the most obvious is you get to see new places all the time because you're traveling full-time so it's just wild to think about that instead of like going on one trip a year and seeing like one new country you're going to like five six seven new countries every year or whatever it is maybe just one or two or maybe like over 10 depends on the person but you're seeing so many new places and like learning about different cultures and your opinions always being changed and your perspectives being challenged. And that's just the most amazing thing for me. Um, the next one is also meeting new people. Like when you're living in one place, I feel like you rarely meet new people. It's not as com not as often as you do when you're traveling. When you're traveling, you meet someone new every single day, like multiple people every single day, probably. Not only are you able to like learn from these people and just about their cultures, whatever it is, but you also gain so much skills in conversations, like small talk, forming new relationships, communication in general, I don't know, just literally striking up conversations with strangers. You become so comfortable doing that. So that's a huge one, like one of my probably main pros to just traveling full-time. Another one is becoming, you become so resilient and mostly because there's constantly travel fails, like traveling isn't always perfect. A lot of times things don't go your way and you become very like adapt adaptable and flexible and having to just like change course and you become really good at problem solving. Um, another one is you become really good at budgeting and being frugal. Like I mentioned earlier, you have to be good, like you have to be a little bit more responsible, I feel like when you're full-time traveling. Um, and yeah, traveling's obviously not free and it can be done very, very cheaply. 
um, which is something I want people to know. Like people I think are scared of traveling and like, oh, it's so expensive, I can't do it. Like I'm never gonna be able to travel, but it can be done very much at a budget. You're gonna be spending the same amount you would be spending like having a normal life in a city or less depending on the country you're going to. So there's no difference I feel like um, budget wise compared to full-time traveling or living in one place. So anyways, you do become good at budgeting and being frugal. So another one is being just really organized simply because you're living out of a backpack. That's like the only reason I would say it helps you just become super organized. Um, oh, another thing is like you become so good at just not needing things, like not wanting a lot of things because you for months and months and months are wearing the same clothes you know you have all the same stuff like there's nothing new you don't have room to buy anything new because if you buy something new you have to get rid of something else so you just realize like how little you actually need to live off of like you don't need that many clothes and things like that which i've really learned to like appreciate another thing is you learn so much about yourself about what you like what you don't like you really like develop your personality. Um, and then lastly, the freedom, like full-time traveling, just you're thrown into freedom. You can do whatever you want. Like you're, you can decide the next day to go to a different country if you want to. And it's like the most powerful thing, especially if you're doing it solo. And I would think, I kind of want to say that most full-time travelers are solo traveling anyways, because it's hard to convince someone to do this with you. Um, unless it's a couple or friends or you meet someone along the way that you end up traveling with. So I guess it depends. Like a lot of times you'll end up making a friend and traveling with them for a few months. And yeah, so it goes in waves, I feel like. Um, okay, so how did I get into full-time traveling? I do it by working remote. I have a remote job, so I'm technically like a digital nomad, or at least that's what I've done up until this point. Um, I've worked remote jobs since college, so it was kind of just an easy transition for me getting into full-time traveling. I had already experienced working from different locations around the US, and then um, earlier in the year 2022, I did a few little tester trips like in Mexico and Costa Rica, just to see how it was working from a different country and all that stuff, how I liked it, which I would recommend everyone to do something like that. If you're, if you work a remote job before you actually like go out on full-time traveling, maybe just take a few tester trips to see how it goes. And yeah, when my lease ended, I, in Chicago, in the summer of 22, that's 2022, that's when I started traveling full-time. Um, but before that, there were some things that I had to do. Like there's some things you need to do to prepare before you actually do this. Um, so I had to sell all my furniture. I had a few things that I wanted to keep in case I one day have a home or something, just like valuable things. So those things I am lucky. I have my sister and my parents who are storing a few things for me, which I'm very grateful for because I know a lot of people have to just pay for storage, which would be a whole nother thing you have to consider. Um, and then there were some other things I needed to sort out before I left, like health insurance and medication and stuff like that, that just needed to be figured out before. Um, since 
I was leaving for an indefinite period of time. And yeah, I started traveling, working my remote job. I do have to say I've gotten really lucky with the job that I do have because I'm able to work from any time zone um, and any hours of the week so I can do weekends, weekdays, like as long as I'm getting all my work done. So I'm definitely lucky with that. I know a lot of people have their jobs are not as flexible. So I've been able to do, I actually started in Central America, which was nice to start there because the time zone was similar to the West Coast and well, similar to anywhere in the US, I guess. And then I did Europe and um, Southern and East Africa. And this year I'm going to be, or the rest of this year, I'll be doing more of Europe, Australia, Southeast Asia, and then heading back to Africa next year. So kind of all over the place. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm definitely in the more broke backpacker side of the spectrum. Like full-time travelers, you can obviously do it a bunch of different ways. And there's some people who are able to have an Airbnb and stay in one place for maybe a few months and kind of live like, maybe these people are a little bit more established in their careers and whatever. Whereas I'm on kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. So I stay in dorms and I take public transportation ever, everywhere and I really like live on a budget and I try to cook and eat cheap food. Um, but I'm totally fine with this because I always wanted to have a period of time where I was actually unemployed traveling and being like a broke backpacker after college. But because of COVID, that was kind of put on hold. And when I started working remote and was able to travel again, I thought, well, I might as well just go travel and continue working because then I can sustain it longer. And that's how I fell into this whole full-time traveling situation. Um, and yeah, I'm totally happy with the fact that I don't make a ton of money because I'm able to just do exactly what I wanted to do, which was be a broke backpacker. And But instead of losing money, I'm basically just breaking even every month. So it's perfect. It worked out really well for me. Of course, it depends on the country I'm in. Like some are cheaper than others and you can live off less. So some months I break even, some months I lose a little, some months I save a little, but it really just depends. And yeah, I mean, hostels I think are great. I've only stayed in hostels really. A few times I've done Airbnbs when I just needed a break. But most digital nomads, I would say, stay in hostels or some sort of like co-work situations through certain companies or maybe they do Airbnbs. Um, but there's usually co-work spaces in hostels or you can work from cafes or um, also a lot of cities have private co-work spaces where you can go pay for the day to have a desk. I've done that a lot. Um, and I want to do another episode eventually on a day in the life of a digital nomad. I feel like that would be kind of fun. So yeah, and of course I try to keep some sort of routine. Like again, I'll, I can talk about that more another time, but I travel with the book and I try to stay like someone healthy and keep a workout routine. This is definitely really hard. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like full-time traveling is not always the easiest thing and it's hard to stay healthy. And there's a few things that are just a little bit tough about it, but I, want, I really wanna save that for an episode because I wanna do an episode on the realities of full-time traveling 
just like what to expect actually when you're going into it because it's amazing of course you're traveling full-time but nothing is ever that amazing like there are going to be some parts of it that are tough so now i want to talk about how you can get started and what you kind of need to do before you take off everyone's situation is unique like i said and that's something that I wish everyone could just have a, a long-term travel experience in general. Even if it's not full-time traveling, but just taking a month to go solo traveling or something something like that. I just think like traveling is a bit inaccessible for so many people. And I'm fortunate that nothing was really holding me back in terms of being able to kind of like take off and travel full time. But I know that's not the case for everyone. So I just kind of want to like acknowledge that, that I think some people may take, it may take a little bit more prep to get into it because I mean, if you have to take care of someone at home, that would be holding you back. If you yourself have health related issues, any like major debt, also student loans, there's so many reasons why this would be difficult to do it would be maybe a little bit more preparation going into it. I mean, if you think about it, I know I've said this in another episode, like if you have a therapist, you can't do that when you're in a different country, let alone like a lot of therapists won't even do that from different states if you're in the US. So, I mean, it won't be covered from insurance. If you need specific meds that you can't get in other countries, like there's so many reasons why some people wouldn't be able to. Anyways, okay, let's just get back to like the steps on how to kind of prepare. So there's not really one answer because like I said, everyone's full-term traveling experience is going to look different but the first thing you need to try to do is kind of settle any loose ends in your like past life so get rid of the stuff that you want to sell or put some stuff in storage if you think you're gonna go back to it eventually sell just sell whatever you got your car your home i don't know get out of leases like find a sub leaser to take over your room or wait until you're lease ends, try to settle any debt just to like reduce your monthly budget, figure out some of the basic things you kind of are going to need before you leave. Like, like I said, mention meds, if you need to get like multiple months in advance, um, what are you going to do with your health insurance? Have you just quit your job? Uh, do you want health insurance still? Like you need to figure that out, your phone bill, if you're going to be needing to talk to clients when you're traveling or if you're going to be using a work phone also like taxes like i don't know so many different things um and once you've kind of sorted that out and just gotten everything under control you can start thinking about where you want to go like where you want to start off like i said earlier sometimes it's nice to do a little tester trip if you're going to be working remote and if that's the path you're going to be taking um you can take a few little tester trips see how it goes um but yeah otherwise just figure out what your plan is where you're going to go and how much you're going how much money you're going to be needing to sustain your traveling how much money you're going to need every month and of course it depends what end of the spectrum you're on so are you like me on more of the broke backpacker side are you okay with staying in dorms in hostels or are you going to get tired of that And like, be real with yourself because maybe you'll be thinking like, oh yeah, I can stay in dorms, 
But are you going to get be a month in and be tired of it and want your own room? Like, because that happens to people. So just be real with yourself, like, and realistic with how it's going to go. Um, also, are you going to be taking public buses, public transportation, like overnight buses? Um, or are you going to be wanting to take Ubers everywhere and fly everywhere? Like, that adds a lot of cost. So be real with yourself there. Like, how adventurous are you in those types of things? Are you going to be eating out a lot? Are you going to try to cook? Like, are you going to be really strict about cooking every night? Um, which would save a ton of money. Um, also, how often do you want to visit your family and go home? Like, once a year, twice a year? And, like, where are you going to be flying from? Because flying from Africa back to the U.S. is really expensive. So those sorts of things that you just need to kind of think about ahead of time and figure out how much money you're going to be needing to live off of each month to sustain your traveling. Um, and then once you do that, the next step is is to then figure out what you need, what job or what kind of thing you're going to be doing to be able to fund all those travel things. The next thing I want to go over is I have 15 like 15 different jobs or options that would be options for full-time travelers. Um, so I, of course, mentioned being a digital nomad and working a remote job. That's just one way to do this, but there are so many different ways. Um, to me, I kind of think about this phase of my life as because I don't know if I'll be doing this forever. It's been a year and I love it and I want to continue, but I don't know if it's going to be, you know, just one more year or five years or forever. Who knows? Like you never know. So for me, this is a time really to explore different careers, kind of like check off my bucket list things, do all the things I wanted to do, like be a bartender, maybe like just do a bunch of random things that I've always kind of wanted to do for fun. As a full-time traveler, you don't necessarily need to stick to one thing, of course. And that's why it's a good time to be able to just try a bunch of different things. Um, so number one is just saving up money so you can kind of coast on that, which would be the first option. And that would be awesome if you have a lot of money saved. Like some people will save up enough money that they plan it out so they know that will save them that will last them a year of traveling and they can literally just travel for a year off of that budget and then maybe they reassess at the end of the year if they want to go home or continue on and find an odd job or something to do to continue so that's always an option if you have money saved or if you think oh maybe i want to just be able to travel without working i want to do that um, it's always good to also have a little backup cush money just in case. And okay, number two, remote job, obviously. You can be like a little digital nomad. Um, I mean, it depends on your job and I know a lot of people's jobs are not as flexible, but I have met people who've worked really tough jobs like in finance and whatever and they are still out there in hostels sleeping in dorms and they're just grinding every day but they're out there at night having fun so that's also it's everything's possible anything's possible okay number three you can teach english um i think it's called the tefl like teaching english as a foreign language and i don't know if it's just a certificate you have to get or a test you have to pass um but 
also a good way to kind of sustain your travels. I don't think you'd be making a ton of money, but enough to, again, live on kind of the more basic backpacker side of the spectrum. Um, Okay, number four, working odd jobs. So working at a cafe or bar or restaurant, um, working at festivals or events, or maybe doing seasonal jobs like at a ski resort. Those are some fun things to do. Obviously, it depends on the country and if it's like legal or maybe a lot of people do it kind of illegally too. But yeah, that's something people do. But there are countries where you can get working holiday visas um, and then you can do those jobs. So that's what I'm doing this year for in Australia. I've just applied for a working holiday visa there or work and holiday. Actually, I think it is for the U.S or for American um, passport holders. And yeah, then I can work any of those odd jobs for up to a year, which is insane. Okay, number five, work for yourself. So you could start, you know, well, business. Um, I think it would be maybe tough to have any sort of business that had inventory just because then you have to, I don't know. I, I feel like if you had inventory, you would want to be there in person managing it. Um, at least at first. So I don't know how that would work, but other businesses where you can kind of work from anywhere or maybe a blog, you could be a travel blogger. Um, Number six, do any type of freelance work. So photography, writing, editing, web design. A lot of people who do freelance work, I know at first will do it just in exchange for free things. So maybe in exchange for accommodation, they'll do videography and photography for certain hotels. Um, I have a friend who, his name on Instagram is actually datgeoexplorers, D-A-T dot G-E-O dot explorers. And when I met him in Bruges, he was kind of like starting off, well, he had already been traveling for like a year or more, but, um, his Instagram was, um, amazing still at the time, but he has like thousands of more followers now, which is insane. I just remember at the time, like one evening he came back to the hostel and he showed me this video and was like, yeah, today I went to this acai place and like I pitched to them that if I took some videos and like made a cool reel for them for their social media, they would give me a free acai bowl. And he did and they did. And like, so there's things like that. You can kind of just get creative. Also, affiliate marketing is another one um, that would be a good idea. Um, okay, number seven, becoming an influencer. Um, yeah, I don't really have any information on that, but definitely a thing people do while traveling. Number eight, you could sell things along the way. <laughs> it could be kind of fun. So yeah, I had also met someone in Nicaragua, these two people who were would like sell, make breakfast burritos from their little beach accommodation and sell them on the beach for surfers and stuff and it was so fun and like they were traveling from all of Latin America so from top to bottom um, and just like doing fun little things like that to sustain their travels. Number nine get into yachting so my friends from Cape Town were doing this and I got kind of like firsthand intel on all the yachting stuff and yeah Cape Town's a good place to do your training if anyone's like interested in that I'm gonna do an episode on that too with my two friends from Cape Town who just did it but yeah that it would be a good way to travel the world because 
basically you just go do like the different yachting seasons and places so you can go to the caribbean or to europe and you know like you're on the boat but then you get to like explore cool places so would be a cool career to get into also you get paid really well with tips um flight attendant i think so flight attendants i know they're usually on like the same route mostly i'm pretty sure when they're doing it like from place to place and it kind of stays the same i think but i think they used to be able to go on fly standby on like any flight through the airline they work for i don't know if that's still possible but all the flight attendants i've met have like legitimately traveled the world and it's just crazy so that would be a good option another one is um being like some sort of sporting instructor so dive instructor kite surfing i can only really think of ocean ones but i feel like there's oh or um a yoga teacher like stuff like that those are good ways to travel the world because you can do them from anywhere like for yoga instructors you can get paid in different places or you can just teach yoga classes at like a hostel for free accommodation like there's definitely different ways um and also you get to do something that you really like okay number 12 is travel nursing um travel nursing like would be someone who i think it goes in kind of three month stints but i'm not totally sure don't quote me on that and like within the u.s you work at different hospitals um a lot of the i've met a lot of travel nurses who are like traveling in different countries in between their nursing little stints so you can either i think decide to go like back to back from different places in the u.s different hospitals or you can take breaks in between each of those little three month um working stints and so a lot of travel nurses will work three months go travel come back work another three months go travel come back work another three months yada 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 so um yeah i mean i've definitely just met a lot of travel nurses on my travels so that would be maybe a career to get into if you're interested in traveling full-time. Number 13, travel for free. Um, using couch surfing, which is an app where you can stay at people's houses and sleep on their couch basically for free. Um, it's also just a network of backpackers and they do events and have meetups and everything and it's, it's safe. Like I have an account there. It's only like $2 a year. Um, so that's something to look into. Workaway is another really good website that you, I think it's $50 a year, I forget. And you can basically reach out to different hosts um, and ask if you can work for them for like a month or sometimes they have minimums. You have to stay for two months or three months or something, or at least a month. Um, and you do like 15 hours a week of work, whatever their kind of arrangement is. And then you get like free food, free accommodation. Um, it depends, but it's really cool because it's in different types of accommodation, different types of businesses. So you could be on like a winery or at a summer camp or like a horse farm, or you could be working on a boat, um, or like at a hostel or something. So there's different things and you can you can like narrow down your search on things you're interested in, whether it's like volunteering or if you're interested in horses or boating or like surfing, there's different things you can narrow your search to. 
Um, woofing is another one. I've never done woofing. I've heard of it. I've heard mixed things on it, but that's basically the same thing except for just farms. Um, and then the last one is being an au pair, which I don't know if, I think maybe sometimes they get paid, but I feel like usually it's you're a nanny for a family and then you get free accommodation and free food, obviously. You get to eat with them. Um, okay, number 14, like I mentioned earlier, working holiday visas, which you can do in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. There might be other ones in other places too. Like for some reason, I think South Korea might have that or Singapore potentially, but that's a really good way to continue your travels if you've like gone a year and you're like what do I do next like I want to keep full-time traveling so you could decide oh maybe I want to go to Australia for a year now and do and work there and basically you can stay in Australia for up to a year with this visa and then you have to do three months of like farm work but I think technically now it's just rural hospitality work and then you can get a second year and there's also a way to get a third year and you can work any job like it can be just like bar related or it can be corporate like I think it can be anything um okay 15 you could also just work a few months at home travel for six months, come back, work a few months at home, then travel again, come back, work, go, travel, like back and forth. That to me is also considered full-time traveling. Um, and yeah, those are like all of the kind of ways that you can piece together a life in full-time traveling, whether it's just for a year or two years or five years or 10 years or however it is. Um, I hope this was kind of helpful. And like I said, I have, I'll do another episode on just like more of the realities of full-time traveling um, and I'll also do one on the day in the life of a digital nomad. So that's what's coming up um, and I hope everyone had a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.